What's going on here? Resistance is futile. This, indeed, you are powerful. Is it's in my hand. Fan effect. Okay, today is Friday the 13th. If you don't have plans to head out to a haunted house this weekend, maybe you want to consider a movie. That's why we invited this scary guy, Andy Farnsworth, uh, host of the movie show on KSL News Radio, uh, every Friday from 9 to noon, and then he makes his way over here. You'd think it's just all horror and gore and scary and all that. Because it's that time of year. Well, usually, and we do have a little bit of that. A little bit. A little bit. But the big movie, I mean, there really isn't anything else. Taylor anything Swift. Here. Yep. Taylor Swift, the Ears tour movie. How big is it? Well, let me tell you. The biggest grossing concert movie of all time up to now is Justin Bieber's Never Say Never back in 2011. It made $99 million over its theatrical run. Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, earned over $100 million in pre-sales alone. Uh, Taylor's such a cultural juggernaut that other movie studios changed the release dates of several films to avoid having to open at the same time as this concert movie. Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour has actually stitched together footage from three of Taylor's shows that took place at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles a couple months ago. This was the finale of her U.S. tour. Now, the biggest Swifties, or Taylor Swift fans, if you didn't already know the term, they've been going through withdrawal since the tour ended. Many of them, like my oldest daughter, happy 19th birthday today, Megan, by the way. Happy birthday! Those Swifties watched every one of Taylor's concert dates via TikTok or other streaming services. So this movie is like a shot of the good stuff. Now, I wish I could tell you how it is as a movie, but they didn't screen it ahead for critics. But come on, this isn't something that critics' opinion matters about. It's two hours and 45 minutes of Taylor showing off her musical talent and excellent choices of concert producers, choreographers, and costumers, and of course, her own talent, right? Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour is rated PG, and it is only in theaters, but just so you know, it is only playing Thursday through Sunday each of the next four weekends. So you can only go one of those days, which means no discount Tuesday options. So plan accordingly. Again, Thursday through Sunday. Now, moving on to some stuff that I've actually seen. Next is a movie on Prime Video called The Burial, starring Jamie Foxx and Tommy Lee Jones. I almost said Jamie Lee Foxx, but anyway, set in the mid-1990s. It's based on a true story and tells the story of a funeral homeowner in Mississippi named Jeremiah O'Keefe, played by Tommy Lee Jones. Jeremiah's fallen on some hard times financially, and he decides to sell some of his funeral homes to a billionaire investor from Canada, a guy who turns out to be a jerk and then delays the completion of the contract, hoping Jeremiah will go bankrupt. So Jeremiah sues the investor and hires a flashy attorney from Florida named Willie Gary, played by Jamie Foxx, hoping that Gary's charm and skin color will help with the nearly all-black jury in Mississippi. What looks like kind of a comedy at first actually tells a pretty layered story about legacy, power, and wealth imbalance, and fighting for what's most important. It feels a bit longer than it needs to be, but some solid performances by all involved, and the fact that it's a legal drama for me helped me to like this movie more than I thought I would have. The Burial's rated R for language, and it is streaming on Prime Video. Also on streaming is the return of a much-beloved TV character who's been around for almost 40 years now. Kelsey Grammer returns to the role that made him famous in a reboot slash sequel series called Frasier eh, on Paramount+. Plus. Now, of course, the character originated on Cheers back in the 1980s before he got his own Emmy-winning spinoff show in the 1990s. In this new series, set almost 20 years after the end of the previous Frasier series, Dr. Crane takes a teaching job at Harvard and is also hoping to reconnect with his son Frederick, who was born during the Cheers series 
Series and then seen only occasionally during the Frazier first run, but he's now a 33-year-old firefighter in Boston. There are some surprises in the first few episodes that I don't want to give away, but suffice it to say, I really enjoyed seeing Grammer back as Frazier. Different writers on this version and on the last Frazier series, but I found the humor, the humor very much in keeping with what made the last series so enjoyable. Sadly, there is no David Hyde Pierce or Jane Leaves in this new Frasier, and they're missed. But the new cast of characters is promising, and I laughed a lot in the first five episodes. Frasier's rated TV 14 and will have episodes dropping weekly on Paramount+. Plus. Another new series on streaming called Lessons in Chemistry sees Oscar winner Brie Larson in a very compelling story about a talented chemist whose biggest obstacle to success is that it's the 1950s and she's a woman. It's based on a novel by Bonnie Garmus. Larson plays Elizabeth Zott, a PhD candidate in chemistry who is working as a lab tech at a university in California. When she gets fired from the job, and that's a whole thing I don't have time to explain right now, she turns that adversity into opportunity by becoming the host of a 1960s TV cooking show where she uses the platform to educate women on scientific topics. Now, there's obviously much more in the story than that, but I'll let you watch the series to learn it all. As you can see from these clips, great effort and expense went into recreating the look and feel of the 50s and 60s. I thought Larson was great, and the story was interesting enough to keep me wanting to watch uh, each episode, the next episode after each one aired. Uh, it's rated TVMA, so even though parts may look like Leave it to Beaver, it definitely is not like Leave it to Beaver. Lessons in Chemistry is on Apple TV Plus with a new episode each week for a total of eight. On our honorable mention list for the week, stuff that's new but that we don't have time for more detail. First up is a sports documentary that feels like a sequel to one I told you about last week, even though it's not technically a sequel. Last week I told you about the documentary called Beckham, about English soccer star David Beckham. Well, that series ended with Beckham becoming owner of a major league soccer team in Miami and bringing world superstar Lionel Messi to play for his team. Now, this new docuseries is called Messi Meets America and it chronicles what happened after that. Obviously, this new series focuses on Messi, his experiences, and his narrative. It is a must-watch for soccer fans, though, and it's on Apple TV+. Also on streaming, are you old enough to remember the Tylenol scare of the early 1980s? Seven people died in the Chicago area after they took Tylenol that was later found to be laced with cyanide, and no one knew who did it or just how many pills were contaminated. It eventually led to Tylenol recalling all of its products nationwide in order to appease fears. It eventually led to the tamper-proof packaging that we now see on so many products, especially medications. Well, a new series called Painkiller, The Tylenol Murders, tells the whole story, including how the investigation played out, some of the copycat crimes that followed, and even the status of the case today. As someone who vaguely recalled all the fuss back when I was a kid, I actually found this series very interesting. All five episodes are available to stream now on Paramount+. We're getting closer to Halloween, so that means more scary shows coming our way, including a new series based on the kids' books Goosebumps. This is not related to the two movies that featured Jack Black or the 1990s TV series. This new Goosebumps series, once again based on the R.L. Stein books, will be ten episodes and tell the story of five teens who accidentally release supernatural forces into their town. Now they have to work together to find a way to recapture them while discovering their parents' secrets from their own teenage years. It's rated TV 14 and will stream on both Hulu and Disney+. And finally, not technically Halloween-related, but a new miniseries on Netflix called The Fall of the House of Usher is based on an Edgar Allan Poe short story and has plenty of creeps and thrills. It actually feels like a horror version of the show Succession. You ever watched that on HBO? <laughs> because rich man Roderick Usher, CEO of a pharmaceutical company, must face his own questionable past when his children start dying in mysterious and brutal ways. 
It's rated TVMA and not for the faint of heart, but it had an interesting story, and it kept me hooked through the first episodes. And it has nods to multiple different works of Edgar Allan Poe, and also it has Mark Hamill in it as an evil lawyer. So, Dan, I'm just warning you, though. You know I noticed him right away. Luke Skywalker? <laughs> yeah. All episodes of The Fall of the House of Usher are on Netflix. Now, looking ahead to next week, another epic movie from award-winning director Martin Scorsese. It's called Killers of the Flower Moon, and it stars Leonardo DiCaprio. Can you say Oscar bait? Oh, man. Well, yeah. He's I'm been nominated very... like 10 times before and didn't win, you know, so. I'm really yeah. interested well, to hear both. your take Scorsese on it, though. and, and yeah. uh, DiCaprio, yeah. All yeah. right, well, we'll have to wait for that. Andy, thank you. That's a lot of options. <sighs> it cool. is. It but is. it's Taylor. It's Taylor. It's all about Taylor. Are you going? No. I just, I just, I just watched watch the Chiefs game instead. <laughs> you get just as many. I guess I see her there, so it's fine. We'll be right back. Hey, thanks for watching. I hope you and your family found this review helpful, and I invite you to check out my other in-depth reviews of movies and streaming TV shows on KSLTV.com. I'll see you there.